everyone. Welcome to an episode of Learning with Bell Vista Studios. I'm here with Abdullah today and I'm excited to talk to him because he plays in the HR strategic space, um, which is really kind of our client space. So it's really nice to be able to talk with people that are doing nice things there. And I want to recognize you because what I love where I came across you is on Instagram and you share things from your world. But what I think you do really well is you're very thoughtful about your posts and what you're doing is, or what I observe you doing is kind of learning something yourself and then you almost process and digest the post and to learn yourself the new skills or the new concept and then help obviously everyone else that follows you through that. So I've found them really thoughtful and helped me learn. So thank you for doing that. Um, the first thing, Thank you. I, <laughs> I, the first thing I want to ask you, because to me, that's kind of critical thinking skills. Um, and in your space, how do you think that you can like build those critical thinking skills? If you're a manager, what kind of tips would you encourage them to do with their skills to help build critical thinking skills for their team members? All right. Um, that's a great question. Um, well, first of all, you have to be, I believe, uh, curious about the field that you're into in. And curiosity actually builds um, a knowledge. So, as you said before, like you start by Googling things and start to learn about it, and uh, you get more into uh, the field deeper. And by the time you absorb these, uh, all this knowledge, you get, I mean, like a, a holistic. Uh, a picture of the subject mm. and by that you get actually uh, the things to put it in structured way and once you have it in your brain and you want to teach it to others you get easily um, you know you get uh, easily you can put it easily in, in, a, in a post or a content yeah and okay so this is something that's intriguing me in the workplace um, and it sounds like you found it because I guess we, we know that, you know, purpose is really important for workers to be motivated at work. And there's a lot of talk out there at the moment about mindset and finding your purpose and why you do things, finding your passion. And I think a lot of people can, well, actually it's quite hard. It's just experimentation, but, and it takes time. But in the workplace, when we talk about purpose, and I know some of the questions that I really love that you had in a post was, how can I make the most through my contribution? And how can I be compelled to make a difference? So for me, those questions are asked by people that have, they are like you, they love what they're doing, they're really interested, so therefore they go and be curious. What kind of things can a manager do to help uncover what that contribution or that purpose might be for a team member? What can they say to discover it and then help them contribute more so that they do actually enjoy what they're doing or see something beyond and have an impact and therefore those curiosity and what you've just described will come naturally through that? Uh, yes. Um, well, I would say that uh, solving critical problems uh, contribute a lot to the business 
mm. and actually uh, bring more value as a person. Um, well, and for solving problems, you uh, you should be uh, also knowledgeable about your field. And um, I think that you need to contribute with uh, needs to also reflect on your uh, on your function, on your position, um, on your uh, industry at the same time. Um, well, also it's very important that you love what you do because uh, it takes a lot of effort and and passion to, to 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 face all the challenges because one challenge and you can stop by the first one. So you need to keep uh, uh, going. You need to uh, you don't have to give up on the first challenge, and that's how you actually reach a level where your contribution is valuable. Yeah. Do you think what kind of things can a manager ask or say to help communicate that to an employee? Because I think it does come down to communication, helping them understand how they contribute um, the impact that they have, the bigger picture, that it's not just their siloed task. Are there things that you would encourage people from your perspective to say or do with their teams to help? communicate that and also to extract and find out what is important to this individual that I'm talking to now so that I can help paint that picture so that they have the, the purpose as well in their role. Okay, I just, well, um, you, can, you can say that also the manager needs to understand the uh, the, the, the people that he's working with and mm. uh, and and vice versa the the, the 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 member needs to understand the, his manager uh, or her manager so uh, if we build this kind of uh, good relationship we find that uh, there's a lot of transparency and that can help in this part and where the manager can actually find really what uh, the, his member his team member is good at doing yeah. Um, and and he's skillful or or uh, he has the competencies to do exactly what the job needs and at the same time he does what he loves or what he likes so this yeah. is a very important part in, in 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 business and especially in human resource how did you find because you're interested in this stuff i can tell and it comes naturally for you by the sounds of it to just love what you do but how did you get there? Because you, um, you weren't born and wanting to be in HR, I'm guessing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, going back in time, I mean, like uh, when I was in school days, let's say, I always uh, liked to be part of groups and trying to be leading the, let's say, the, uh, the class in any activities or, or coming up with the activities. And uh, that can actually help uh, more build a team build up activity. Mm. And uh, later, I joined also the Red Cross and uh, back home. And uh, Red Cross actually taught me a lot of things. They taught me how to deal with people from all the um, all the backgrounds, different backgrounds, and and to contribute uh, or give value without uh, expectations. Uh, also, yeah, like especially when you deal with uh, when you do activities to orphans, 
when you uh, do charities and all of this stuff. You find there is uh, uh, there is something interesting in and when dealing with people, and um, human is uh, a complex, uh, complicated actually. Uh, uh, you can say species. We are complicated, <laughs> and then by that actually I was interested more into uh, like neuroscience, understand understanding more the human behavior, and and since then I felt that I can actually uh, solve uh, solve problems especially when it comes to humans, with dealing with other humans. And this is where actually I was more interested in the human resources. That's cool. So it sounds like for people, if they want to find their kind of purpose and passion in the workplace, they should look like from your journey. And I also relate. So this kind of summarizes both of our journeys is looking for clues throughout life, even going back to, young school years to teenage school years to early career because there are patterns and trends and things like I used to like playing teachers and school and I used to like coach um, English or teach English to one of the kids on the street so there are clues so looking for those things that you're always drawn to throughout life and then experiment because there's obviously a wide world of kind of things that you can do but then you start to as you experiment you go oh it's not quite that it's more this and you sort of chip away and get closer to what it is and then it's about then you do get into a career where you are purposeful and passionate about it and you can have a better contribution your morale is better you're contributing better to the organization the customers that they serve and stuff one thing I'd love to know, this is something just on a personal level that I'm working on, but I really love that you learned this through the Red Cross. How do you give value without expectation in return? Okay. Um, <laughs> I see. Um, for, for in, in this part, actually, you have to just, uh, you have to just believe that uh, your goal is not only like uh, a, a return, um, an expectation. Your goal is not to uh, get something back. Your goal actually is to um, give more knowledge to people that can help them to uh, develop themselves or learn something new, or they can use it uh, in their in their field. Uh, the goal is also to prove or that. Uh, Anyone can uh, learn something uh, and teach it to other, teach it to others. And at the same time, you also uh, also want to to put your finger uh, to put it uh, like uh, like uh, and you want to have your own uh, how to say it, like a finger trick. Yeah. I love that. It's more, it's not making it about you. It's making it about the other person that you're there to serve or that you're doing something for. That's quite cool. That's yeah, exactly. Um, what are you learning in the neuroscience space since your curiosity is there? What have you, what's really resonated with you that you have put into practice or it's changed your mindset about something? 
Uh, yeah, actually, uh, memory. Memory is the part where uh, interests me in, in neuroscience. Mm. Like, how do we actually, how do we recall information? How do we uh, also save uh, information in our memories? How to use memory better? And, uh, and this is where actually uh, it helps you in, in, in different ways. Tell me more. Uh, okay. Um, so, um, so almost like I'm also interested in programming. So I I always compare um, the human brain to uh, a computer. So it finds I find it's like they're both very they have common things together. So it's like uh, uh, same thing like when we actually uh, when we learn something we should retain it uh, for later and that's where actually memory play an important role so at the same time uh, memory also helps with uh, uh, it helps you with learning a skill and and apply it at the right time and because my understanding is like we've got the forgetting curve so you basically <laughs> get told something or train something and then woo it's gone and you have to almost have it repeated to you and each time you retain a little bit more. When you think about um, maybe training programs that you've delivered or initiatives that you've put into place at work, how have you tried to consider that the memory of your workers so that you can make them change behavior? Uh-huh. Yeah. The visual part uh, also is very important in this uh, and the memory uh, and the memory thing. Mm. So as much as you use like images and uh, you try, okay, let's say so. all the, the senses uh, for the person for the learner. So you try to uh, import uh, an information and and his memory. So by using like images, uh, the audio, uh, and trying to also make it short, uh, because our memory is, is very has a short uh, attention, so it has to be short. And um, you also try to do assessments. Assessments also uh, uh, make sure that the information was learned mm-hmm. and uh, also kept in the memory of the person, of the learner. That's cool. What um, what's under your kind of portfolio when you? Because you are like, I guess there's strategic human resources, and then a lot of like um, there'd be like what do you call them? Like advisors or business partners. How would you distinguish the roles in a, an organization? Let's say that uh, when you become strategic, you you have more uh, uh, insights about the business, and uh, you've been there. You you understand the culture, mm-hmm. and uh, you can say also that uh, you kind of have learned and experienced a lot of uh, um, theoretical uh, methods when implementing things. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so you reach a level where you uh, you apply these skills and these knowledge and this experience um, in the right uh, in the right uh, let's say uh, uh, at the right time and uh, for the right problem. 
Um, at the same time, when you're dealing with other things, operational day-to-day -day activities, you can say that other other functions in HR play uh, this role. Um, they do the uh, daily activities. They do uh, other stuff uh, such as the payroll, such as compensation. Yeah. Um, they're all linked together, and they're all actually. You have to go through them, by the way, so until you reach like a strategic goal. Mm. Uh, you have to. You have to. You have to be in in first in talent acquisition. Uh, then you move to, for example, uh, compensation and benefits, and moving to uh, like um, even clerical uh, work is important. Um, and this field and uh, by the time you are actually uh, you understand more about your people and the company and your uh, management you get to the point that you can actually uh, streamline between all of them and and uh, and align all the objectives through the from the from top to the bottom As you were explaining that, I've just kind of had an insight <laughs> and it's really cool because one thing that I observe is that managers really struggle to move into a strategic place. They play very much in the operational space and quite often will forget about the people, their team. So the way I've learned it is that a manager in the ideal world to improve performance for themselves, their team and the organization, they should kind of split their time between the three. So 33% in strategic, 33% in operational, 33% in the people side. So what I've just, you were talking there, um, the HR function is that, because you say, you know, you've got the payroll side and stuff, which is the operational. Then you've got people like you that are playing in the strategic, workforce planning, whatever that falls under your portfolio. And then you've got maybe the organizational development function that is focusing on the people. So it's quite interesting. It's almost like if HR is functioning well within the organization, if they're communicating what they're about, that is almost the role model model for managers to follow in how they should operate within their role. What are your thoughts on that? And I'm just processing this out loud, so I haven't really thought about it too much. <laughs> no, absolutely, uh, absolutely right. <laughs> you're, you're absolutely right because um, um, we always have to uh, we always have to uh, play uh, many hats. I mean, and one role. So you have to always juggle between like uh, tasks from operational to strategic and uh, the daily tasks. And well. This this is actually where you need to uh, where you need to know how to uh, how to how to come up with a creative solution and how to uh, analyze the structure of the company, for example, mm -hmm. and see where where is the where is the problem or the or the operation. And uh, you, as a manager, you always need to assess or audit your audit your uh, operations, policies, the procedures, and how it's going and how it's serving the business. Mm -hmm. So uh, uh, from this part, you can actually uh, always uh, contribute to, to, to the strategic part of the company. 
And how do you think managers can do that better? Because if most, or if say a lot of them spend their time in operational, 90% of their time, what little specific things can they do to move to a strategic place or a um, focus on the people side as well? If they need them all to be working, it's almost like juggling. Hey, you got to keep juggling <laughs> so you don't drop the ball. Mm -hmm. So how can they do that in their role? Because they're busy and time poor and that's all we, what we always hear. So I suppose a lot of the time operational, they're reacting. They're not delegating these kinds of things, which I kind of think they're, they're not fail. Oh, maybe they are failing. They're failing in their role. The purpose of their true role as a manager. They're just another employee. If, uh, to be honest, uh, let's say that the manager needs to reach a level of uh, competencies, uh, which allows him to, um, to focus on the strategic part so mm -hmm. let's say that project management and project management in the sense that he knows uh, his uh, function uh, well and uh, he also needs to have a time management skill yeah so uh, by time management he understands like how can he manage uh, the time his time and the time of the of the team and the project mm -hmm. um, also adding the uh, skill of uh, the uh, interpersonal skills that I need to build with the team and delegation is a big part of it so by delegation he needs to understand different type of delegation um, and also mentoring so it's good that you actually delegate and mentor mentor and delegate mm -hmm. because by this actually he can um, he can have a, a, a time for for the strategy part um, he but he also needs to listen to the team of what they're facing from problems they're facing by and and try to uh, try to work on a on a solution um, is the same thing also for the team members they, they should also have the manager with uh, raising the issues mm -hmm. uh, to him uh, uh, it's a, a big part of it is the communication and time management and project management. So if these three of the of these actually um, are doing okay, with, uh, so the manager is in a good position to uh, work strategically. Mm -hmm. I like it. You kind of. Simpl oh, sorry. I was just going to say you kind of simple. Those skills are simple to learn. Time management, you know, project management. And then they have all these benefits that you're speaking about. Sorry, continue what you were going to say, though. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Uh, uh, yeah, also, although that actually they, they sound easy, but uh, uh, it's, it's, it's difficult in a fast-paced world. I mean, living with uh, uh, with so many uh, so many things going on in the business and uh, in the economy, the manager also. Uh, is is responsible uh in front of the board members for the for deliverable mm -hmm. um which makes it difficult for him to uh manage all of these things um yeah this is a, this is basically the, the 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 skills that the manager needs to excel so he can 
uh, it can be free for strategic partners. Yeah, that's cool. And I guess like a recent journey that I had in the last couple of months was trying to delegate because I saw the importance of focusing on the strategic part. And I think the operational part and the people part were doing well from my own assessment, I guess, and bit of feedback that we're getting. But I knew like as a business owner, you are accountable for everything. And I knew that if I didn't focus on the strategic part, the business will not sustain. So I needed, I knew I needed allocated time to work on the business um, and pull myself out of the operational stuff. So I invested the time to train my staff and to delegate more. And it was hard, like it was extra stress um, and just more time needed to go into my days were longer and that, and it probably took two months, but my goodness, like it's a breeze now, like they, the nurturing that I invested in that time has really helped them just take their skills to the next level as well. And I'm really proud of their growth and now they're contributing more. I'm getting to play in the strategic place where I need to. So I do encourage people, like it is hard to train your staff, to mentor, to give that time to delegate, but it's definitely worth the reward when you do. And yeah, I was teaching things like project management skills, trying to take people from kind of beginner to medium instructional design skills. So there was quite a couple of things in their sort of skill set that I was trying to improve. And it's just been amazing to do that. So I definitely encourage people to take it because now like that two months of sort of hardship or just challenge, challenge more so is just so rewarding now and for the future. Um, one of the things, so you're, you're working in Dubai at the moment, are you? Yes, correct. Yeah. So for me, like I, I've never been there. I don't know much about it, but I, see the attraction of lots of cultures there um, and I'm wondering what you're observing and one of your posts really intrigued me and it was about um, one they'll quote one of them you're probably not going to remember them but like just to give you some stimulus <laughs> is emotions are socialized by culture and the other thing was the difference between ambition and achievement in motivation from different cultures. So I'm curious to learn more about what you observe about cultures in the workplace and how we can motivate them. Motivate each individual or individual culture within a workplace. What are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, well, well, Dubai is a, is a, is a dynamic uh, a place uh, with uh, uh, different cultures working together. Um, so in, in this uh, sense, I mean, like people learn from each other different different uh, things, and they learn to work uh, as, at the same time for one purpose, uh, one objective, and one goal. Like they work to achieve something here. Uh, so I believe that motivation comes from the environment that you uh, prepare 
and the company, uh, which actually have its own culture, which put everyone on one culture, under one culture. Uh, by doing this, uh, people need to feel they belong to this culture, and and uh, uh, basically they they get influenced and they start to change certain behavior, um, so they get motivated to deliver what the culture is asking them to. Uh, and also, people here are ambitious or very ambitious. I mean, like this 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 is Dubai. Uh, this is the culture here that that, that puts you that push you actually to do more and deliver your best because they're always aiming for number one and and different different things so um yeah so you 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 get influence and and by that you actually uh you start to to push yourself uh you motivate yourself. Uh, and uh, there's uh, there are a lot of uh, opportunities that actually makes you believe that one day you can do it. You know, like by only having this belief and this hope, uh, you are uh, half the way uh, to to the culture to 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 be as, uh, aligned with the culture. So that's uh, that's in general. Mm. What about so okay that's really interesting i'm so intrigued now in terms of if people are really ambitious and they're seeing what's possible for their personal results is it done in a way like from fear or autocratic to motivate them how like i love the influence part but is it good influence or bad influence that people are stepping up to deliver to their best how is it done in a nice way well, um based on my experience uh, you'll find always uh, uh you'll always you'll always find two type of culture the the the, the influence by fear and the influence by uh let's say influence by uh like uh, free will or motivation ambition one yeah. so and uh, the fear one never works and the one which is uh, pushing you to to be a better person, uh, a better manager, uh, like not micromanaging things, is mm -hmm. actually the one that uh, helps people here to to feel that they are really a star in their company. Uh, this is uh, again, uh, this is Dubai culture when it comes to like people how they feel about themselves. They feel like. Uh, they feel like uh, um, they're 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 uh, you can say pampered or or spoiled in a way that that uh, they love to work in an environment mm -hmm. which gives them this kind of feeling, this uh, the sense of luxury, the sense of uh, uh, the free decisions. It's just delivering what they have to deliver at the same time. So this is uh, about the. Uh, motivation and the culture and what are managers doing to enable that kind of culture what behaviors do you see uh yeah that the, this uh, the manager play an important role in this of course and uh, they 
they basically need to listen, as I mentioned, they need to listen to their people and they need to, um, I need to ask them what kind of uh, task they like to do and at the same time uh, try to help them with, uh, with challenges uh, so they can actually reduce this tension in the work and make sure that they deliver the objectives. Mm-hmm. Uh, same time manager can also the manager can mentor and coach their people mm-hmm. um, on, on the skills they've learned so they can share this kind of skills. Uh, at the same time also manager can uh, let's say they 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 can contribute in many ways. But uh, most importantly they not they, they don't need to micromanage. They don't need to uh, disrespect anyone. Uh, so respect is above everything. Mm. Uh, need to keep. They need also to keep uh, their team members closer to each other. So building the spirit is is a key in this. That's really cool, because I think I observe a lot of employees with the clients that we're working with here in Australia is that they, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Are you aware of that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I think they play, employees are more, I could be, this is my observation and my experience, but I down more at the lower levels with the safety needs. You know, I just need to get paid so I can pay my bills and that kind of stuff. But it sounds like, you guys over there have a culture that is more self-actualized or closer to that, which is really, really awesome that you have that. Yeah, actually we're lucky uh, to have this, Um, but uh, I I don't deny the fact that uh, there will be always companies who who, are used influenced by fear. Mm -hmm. Um, It exists. And uh, and uh, uh, luckily, it exists. Uh, uh, like majorities are more influencing uh, with uh, with empowering empowering their team. And uh, mm-hmm. the, because um, influence by fear doesn't work anymore, like for uh, which uh, which is proved actually uh, that it's failing. And uh, especially nowadays, we see that more people like are looking for the work-life balance and the working remotely and and a trust should be there so you can't work anymore without trust and without making sure that this person will deliver what you're asking for from him yeah that's really cool it's cool that like i get that there are workplaces that will have fear and not be quite there but it's really nice to hear that you're playing at a higher level at an organizational level, like the organizational's culture and spirit, as you described it, is higher up on Maslow's hierarchy, which is really cool. Um, Anything else that you're like really passionate or would like to, I feel like you have so much to share, but I don't know what questions to ask to extract it because this is our first ever conversation. But anything that you are curious about at the moment or observing that you are compelled to share based on our conversation so far? Uh, well, uh, I, I should say that uh, 
I mean, uh, you're 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 very um, uh, smart enough to 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 touch this part in in me actually. Uh, the part where actually, yeah, uh, in, in general, I'm I'm very analytical person. Like if I analyze many things, so uh, when it comes to um, analysis, uh, I do, and especially when I mentioned before that I compare human brain to computers. Mm. So I'm trying to, so I'm trying to actually uh, uh, work on these two, and and uh, build on a new field for me, which is uh, could be the e-learning and and it could be also the machine learning. Mm. Uh, as we're moving to the digital and the robotics uh, era, we can say. Um, so uh, automation is uh, is a big uh, part of the next uh, era, and uh, I would love to be part of it. Uh, so I'm I'm keen uh, to learn more about it uh, and understand more programming language, uh, so we can implement it at the right time. Yeah, wow, that's cool. Well, thank you so much for sharing today. I feel what I take away is that it's really important to find, to listen to yourself and to choose a career or a place where you earn money that you're passionate about. Because I feel like that's very evident from where, what you've said today, just in your own journey and how you've communicated about it. And also that allows you then when you've found that to be curious to strive for more to have to become self-actualized i guess and then as you say create your future because you've now identified your interests and you are looking at what's next um from a place of curiosity and a place of i guess loving yourself so that's really really cool so thank you abdullah for being part of this conversation today, I'm really grateful that you shared and I feel like, yeah, feel good. Thank you. Thank you, Kim, for having me. It was a pleasure as well. Wish you all the best and have a nice day ahead. Thank you. Thanks everyone who has listened today to Learning with Bell Vista Studios. If you have some cool people like Abdullah that we should have on that you're curious to learn from, I am also curious to learn, so please let us know. But like, and share this post with anyone that it will add value to and have a brilliant day.